0: I Love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, comedian Shan Carr, and Gay Desert Guides, Brad Furr.
1: Here we are, distanced by mere miles in our own lockdown studios. It's John Taylor and comedian Shan Carr, our Gay Desert Guide, Brad Furr. Welcome to 86. We've been 86 <laughs>
2: ha.
1: I wonder where that came from. Where did 86 come from? I don't know. Ooh, you that's a know good this. question. Hey Siri, where did the term 86 come from?
3: That an item is no longer available, traditionally from a food or drinks establishment, while referring to a person or people who are not welcome in the premises.
4: Okay, who's been 86 from a bar in Palm Springs? Not me. I have. You have? Oh.
3: <laughs> okay,
4: what did you do? Uh, tried to help out when they uh changed their name and uh, they they went ballistic and decided they didn't want me to. They 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 like thought I was trying to steal their name. Oh my god, it was the weirdest thing! And they yelled at me and screamed at me, and I've never spoken to them since. And they said, You're 86 from this bar. I'm like, that, yeah, No big deal,
2: and stay out,
4: yeah. yeah. Oh, I was hoping it was something juicy.
2: I had a friend, every time a plate would crash or shatter in a restaurant or whatever, he would always turn around and yell, and stay out. And now I do it. (laughs) I don't know what it's about, but I still do it.
1: That's a great thing in case your neighbors are listening.
2: And stay out.
1: (laughs) Drama over at Shan's house. Oh, gosh. We have a really cool show. Some good gets there, Shankar. Some history makers and those who are making history. I'm really looking forward to it.
2: Me too. We've got a solid show. Starting out as we always do, we have Dr. Laura Rush and Jimmy Bogle, our resident doctor and our resident newspaper guy from the Coachella Valley Independent. We have Charles Drabkin, who is our food blogger. He's going to talk to us a little bit today. And uh, Daniel Meyer from the Palm Springs Airport gonna tell us a little bit about what's going on there. We have Mayor, past Mayor Ron Odin, and we'll talk about why he is so historical. And then from the Greater Coachella Valley Chamber of Commerce, we have the lovely Rebecca Rizzo. Looking forward her, to it
4: with her reddish, with the red, bright red hair. Her hair shines. It like is a beautiful.
2: She actually I met her when she was in beauty school and uh, she in fact dyed my hair that color for about six months and then purple and then green and then a bunch of other colors and I had to cut a foot and a half of it off but fun to play with her in her early days of beauty school so waiting to see her real live powerhouse job that she has now and uh, looking forward to the show.
4: Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Tori Nissan in La Quinta. Visit Tori Nissan today for a new or used car. Great deals on leases, purchase of a new or used car. Tori Nissan in La Quinta, the uh, home of the Gay Desert Guide Twenty Twenty. Nissan Leaf. And also by the Palm Springs Bureau of Tourism. It's the We Are Palm Springs campaign inviting locals to do business locally here in greater Palm Springs. You can go to visit palmsprings.com and check out all the videos. Today we'll be talking with Daniel Meyer from the Palm Springs International Airport or PSP as we know it. Who has syringe envy out there? Anybody?
1: (laughs) I have syringe envy I know it's like Freudian, but I I see all these people getting their vaccines and I'm thinking, how come they got one? I know that's so bad and so petty, but- Well,
2: we want it. We want one. Everybody wants one. I've been having to nag the hell out of my mom for two months. She finally says that she signed up on the list to get hers. But I think I told her that, you know, until the seniors get vaccinated, we can't get vaccinated. So hop on your stick and- (laughs) yeah. Check the box. How on your broom or whatever and check the box? She has her power Her power is back, I take it, right? Her power is back. She's back in her home. She has left all of the frozen food in her freezer after five days of not having power. And God help her, when she actually goes into that downstairs freezer, it's just all going to be one item. It's going to yeah. come yeah. out as a, you yeah. know.
1: A solid block of meat.
2: Yeah, yeah. But there is a like, there is
1: a place you can go and, and find out when you're going to get vaccinated or when you're on the list. It's myturn.ca.gov. I signed up. And they sent me a little. So they, they tell me they're going to send me a, a, a notification.
2: I signed up there, too. Did you? I did,
4: too, and it told me I was 1.9 millionth in line for the, for the <laughs> a vaccine in Riverside County.
2: We're on the list, standing six feet behind the person in front of us, patiently waiting.
4: Jab me twice right here here.
1: we've got a laura and a jimmy
2: let's do it welcome dr laura russian jimmy bogle good early morning today howdy good morning for those of you who don't know we really do this at 8 a.m and that's why we all look Well, we do it, but we're glad to have you here. And we'll start with you, Dr. Rush. Tell us what's going on.
5: Fresh out of hair and makeup. Are you
2: kidding? (laughs) No, you look good. (laughs) Freshly quaffed. Uh,
5: Things are looking good. They continue to decline. Our our COVID numbers are declining. The vaccines are being distributed. It's a little bit, we had some problems with slowing down because of the storms in Texas, the Southwest, and that kind of slowed things at the hubs but i was looking at the data earlier this morning on, on ca.gov or covid19.ca.gov and we've the state of california has administered 7.763 million doses of the vaccine so wow. we are humming along we're doing really really well and i think that's it is contributing to the decline we're seeing in cases hospitalizations and deaths you know, there's going to be a lag in the deaths, and we're we're still, I think earlier this week, this country hit 500,000 deaths yeah. from COVID. And I want to say, Jimmy, correct me if I'm wrong. It's about 100,000 just in the last month.
6: Yes, it's been exponential. And if you don't think it's still a big deal in the Coachella Valley, um, every week, except for last week, for some reason, the county does a district by district report of um, how each of the five. Uh, supervisors districts is doing. And um, we had 13 people in district four, which is basically the Coachella Valley and like Blythe and a few rural points, Uh, 13 people in this valley who passed away last week due to COVID-19. So things are getting better. Uh, There's hope on the horizon. You know, Johnson and Johnson vaccines will probably be in starting getting to get in arms within a week or two. Yes. Um, So we'll have three vaccines then. And But we're still not out of this. And the other big news is that they've determined that one of the reasons for the big spike we had here um, starting in November is that California has its own variant that may be just as bad in some ways as the scary ones we've been hearing about out of South Africa and Britain. And it's still the dominant strain here in California. So... You know, that's the thing with this pandemic. Just when you think that you're getting some good news and there's light at the end of the tunnel, all of a sudden you think, well, actually, maybe that's a train,
5: so... Yeah, so but, that's but it's, the joy of in, working with infectious diseases. You know, they they change wow. all the time. So, I, I was speaking with uh, some of my my folks at work and our pharmacist, and we were saying, you know, the data will be coming out within the next couple of weeks. The six month look at the effectiveness of the vaccines, and will these people who had the initial vaccines will they still have antibodies, or mm-hmm. what is that going to tell us about having to get a booster? My suspicion is that we're probably going to be getting a booster for this every year for a while just like we do with the flu. So it's, it's gonna be with us for a long time. Um, we will be in much better position over the summer. I think towards the end of the summer, early fall, we'll, we will be approaching normal, not normal, but approaching normal as more vaccines get put into arms, more companies come out with valid vaccines that are working. Um, but we're still, like Jimmy said, right now we are not out of the woods and we still have a lot of COVID. Even though the numbers are coming down the positivity rate is coming down. We still have some very, very sick people here. Well, it's, you know, even
2: coming down, we're at the point where we were at the high point of last summer. We've come down right. to the high point of summer, so it's not like we're out of anything. I do want to ask, as the Johnson & Johnson one comes out, I assume that people are going to want to get in line and push people out of the way to get the one-shot vaccine <laughs> over the two-shot vaccine. What idea? I do? What?
1: No, no, just to push I, people out of who I can just see. It's like apparently you know, that's actually been
5: happening. Apparently, there's been some reports about, you know, some people getting fake information and going and getting vaccines that really, you know, don't belong to them. So there's been some uproar out on the on the west yep. side about these things happening. The bottom line is getting a vaccine, just get the vaccine. Which Whatever one you can, can get, you, and you can, can get further.
2: Do you have any control over saying I want this one? No. I didn't even have my
5: choice. So it's, you know, this is what Kaiser gave me. At the time, it was Pfizer. They're now distributing Moderna and Pfizer. So it it really depends on what's available. And at this point, it doesn't make sense to try and be picky and sit around and wait for the one you want. I wanted the Uh, Louis
4: Vuitton (laughs) vaccine.
3: The
2: Gucci vaccine. Yeah,
4: yeah. (laughs) Designer vaccine. They're all designer vaccines.
2: Really? They are. They are. I mean, what do you... Jimmy, what do you have in the headlines? Well, poop.
4: (laughs) Good heavens, not again.
2: Are we talking about
6: suet wastewater? No, yeah. The reason why I bring it up is we actually have our print edition out with this cover, which I absolutely (laughs)
0: love. I love it.
6: Uh, It's a takeoff on a famous children's book called Everyone Poops. And, of course, this is Everyone with COVID Poops. And I bring that up because I really do think that I kind of wish that we were – checking more poop in a lot of ways. Um, as the story discusses, only Palm Springs right now is consistently checking wastewater for COVID levels. And I really learned a lot from this story. That The city of Palm Springs <clears throat> wasn't stunned when everything got shut down in late November because their data showed the community spread of COVID was going up. It's like an early indicator. And the other thing that um, that I thought was very fascinating is there's actually a graph with the story, both in print and cvindependent.com, is I think we were as shocked as some of us were by the shutdown in late November, we were equally surprised by the opening back up in January when everything was still sky high, when, you know, hospitalizations were near their high. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, it looks like the, the ICUs are gonna be clearing out here in a couple of weeks. We're gonna start opening things again. And people were accusing Newsom of doing this because of his recall effort. And you know, you don't know the reasons. And part of the problem is the state is not being public with their metrics and what they're looking at, even though a lot of media sources have asked for it. And I'm, when you're doing math problems, you need to show your work and the state needs to do that. However, if you look at the city of Palm Springs graph, you know there's a big peak and then it starts going down. We're at it's about the halfway point of going down, when the state announced that it was going to be revoking the stay-at-home order. So you know, the more we go along, the more we're running about, you know, the tools that we have to check things. And you know, if if would have had this this graph of poop levels or sorry, COVID levels and poop, you know, it might have been a little bit more uh, made more sense when the the stay-at-home order was revoked.
4: So. Yeah. well, we'll read all about it jimmy what else is in uh, this issue
6: um we're good friends with um brad and i are with and shan is as well with deborah mum from uh, the create center for the arts in palm desert and i took a tour a couple weeks ago of their new facility and it is insane isn't I mean? it cool if you've ever been to the old Venus Defido, Fido, yes. um, it's there. It's in, near the San Pablo area of Palm Desert, and it is a 20,000-square-foot former spa and gym for pets and people. And Deborah has taken it over and her crew, and they've turned it into the most amazing art space that you can possibly imagine. There's space for every type of art. That no. you can think of, they've got virtual reality, 3D printing, you name it, they've got it there. They're trying to take over the two-story limo garage in the back. There's actually a two-story limo garage in the back, let me repeat that. Remember, um, blue, what blue, was their th- metal and
4: th- what was that built for originally? There was something. It was like an art. It was some rich woman in in Palm Desert that had it built. Wasn't it a spa originally, a regular people's spa? Yes, it was. A, it yeah. was a
6: spa in a gym, yeah. and then it became Venus de Fido, which <laughs> and it still had some human elements to it. And now it's it's a perfect fit for the Create Center for the Arts. But the thing that's key uh-huh. is this is a large twenty thousand square foot building. It's going to take a lot of money to air condition it. It's going to lo- take a lot of, you know, a lot of money to keep it going. So if we want the Coachella Valley to be the truly cool place, a lot of us want it to be, you know, where there's a bunch of arts, not only for, you know, the rich, uh, yeah. the rich types, you know, with the galleries on on El Paseo, if we truly want this to be an educated, diverse intelligent valley we need to support things like the create center for the arts so we've got a story about that in the new edition as well and they are have are doing an art exhibit called um i believe the, I, I don't remember the name of it it's got a long name with parentheses in it and stuff like that but it's open to anyone if you 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 know pay the fee to support create center for the arts your art will be included in this art show which will be going up later um, next month
2: Go check out Create Center for the Arts. Go check out your poop. Go check out your vaccine. <laughs> Wrapping up all those really high tone references. We'd like to thank you both for being with us again this week. Thank you, thank you so much.
7: Our
6: pleasure.
5: You
2: bet. You guys have a great weekend, stay safe. Welcome, Charles Dravkin. He is the food blogger for Gay Desert Guide and one of my favorite co-conspirators. I can tell by your, back, your background where you had dinner last. Welcome, Charles.
8: Hey, Shan. How are you? Hey, John. Hey. Hey.
2: They're at King's Highway at the Ace Hotel, and that is their expansive, enormous, and gorgeous patio. Tell us about your experience there.
8: Uh, so about a week ago, I went to Kings Highway uh, at the Ace Hotel, and they have set up a, an amazing space outside. Uh, here you can see it. Um, it is it is just a beautiful space, very very comfortable. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm heavy into uh, into safety still, um, and I will say that there their setup is great I mean, obviously they have a, a beautiful outside space lots of heaters because it's still a little chilly here at night um, but tables are at least six feet apart I would say in most cases eight to ten feet apart um, the night I was there there was no table larger than a four top um, they did tell me that they were seating up to six um, but no no larger which also makes me really happy and the food was Delicious and interesting and and phenomenal. I started out with a maitake mushroom um, appetizer that was like all the best parts of a baked potato with no baked potato. Mm. Um, so mushrooms, prosciutto, uh, sour cream, green you know green onions or chives like just yummy. Um, then we had their sort of take on a Caesar salad and, you know, there's a lot of Caesar salads out there. Uh, this one was, was delicious kind of blanketed in, uh, in, uh, Prado Gar- Garano cheese. Uh, it was on, uh, little gems lettuce as opposed to romaine. Uh, but it was still briny and lemony and, and, and just tasty. I had a fish and bean dish that, you know fish and beans is like my favorite thing to eat together. Uh my I husband had, Fish and beans? Oh yeah, I love fish and beans. Shellfish, you know, seafood like whatever that like putting the two together like they are it is, it is my favorite, com- one of my favorite comments. At the risk
2: of being flippant, I happen to know that you are a bean queen, so you probably like beans <laughs> oh, or anything. Why? Well, I mean, he is. He's obsessed with beans.
8: I am obsessed with beans. I love cooking beans. I, I always liked beans, and then during the pandemic when, you know, I went a little bean, like when I was at the store at, right at the beginning when we were all, you know, panic buying a little bit, I was like, oh, beans. <laughs> so now I've been beans are a process you have to like soak them cook them and then let them sit cooked for another 24 hours before you can eat them so it's a three-day process to eat beans in my house they come in
1: cans you know
8: (laughs) he's a master beaner but
1: you would never i I mean i would i i buy
8: canned garbanzo beans to make hummus um so what is
1: the queen of beans bean queen
8: I don't even know what it sounds like that could get me in a lot of trouble if I oh, answer that I question. I love it. Uh, but it like it was just it was a great meal. And their desserts. Like go for the desserts. Oh, now uh, we're talking. They have yeah. this, uh, they have three desserts: a yep. strawberry shortcake, uh, key lime pie, and then this pie they call banana Banoffee, which is like a banana toffee pie. Yeah. Oh. Like just mainline that into my veins. Like it is, it is so good. Like graham cracker crust and salty toffee and bananas and a
4: giant pile of whipped cream on top. One of the simple pleasures there. I was, I was there last week. Um, Jonathan Bennett and and James Vaughn, James was on Amazing Race and they've moved to Palm Springs and they've got a new company called, called Outbound Travel. We had breakfast there the other day but we had French fries and I have to tell you their French fries there are amazing. That, I mean, what a simple thing, right? But people don't get French fries right in so many restaurants and Bayes right. Hotel, King's Highway does.
1: Yeah. French I fries, French they're not fries. just for breakfast anymore. Exactly.
8: It was brunch. But if you put a poached egg on them, it's, it's fine. It's what breakfast. It um, <laughs>
2: thank you so much, Charles. Oh, we, um, now you make me want to go. Actually, what was the first dessert you mentioned? uh strawberry shortcake so what is the shortcake
8: okay i didn't actually
2: have it Uh, okay (laughs) because like i want a scone for the base of my strawberry shortcake if i can because that's what i grew up having mom would bake scones and that's how you you know there's a couple
8: of places in town that are doing really good biscuits now um I don't know if anyone's doing a scone, but uh, one of them is called Biscuit Encounter. Uh, they had a restaurant in uh, the Bay Area in Oakland, and they moved here during the pandemic, and they're doing kind of pop-ups at, I-, I know they've they've worked at uh, Grand Central, I think they're doing the Cole Hotel now, um, and you can look at them on Instagram. Uh, and then uh, the pop-up restaurant at the Green Door Hotel, which uh, is the people from, uh, Sugarloaf Cafe up in Pinyon really? Pines. Their biscuit is
6: oh
8: amazing. Deus. Like their other food is really amazing too, but their biscuit is amazing. Is that your weed, John?
1: I got, a, I got a bag of beans just a second ago, just to like tempt you and realize that the Ziploc bag was open. It's there barrels. are raw black beans all over my house
4: now. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, it, was a, it was a nice sight gag, John. Thank you that for picking this one up. <laughs> nice try. Nice try. Nice Thank you for cooking the
8: beans, John. Just give me a call. I'm happy to, to walk you through my process.
1: A bean consultation from Charles Drabkin. You know he's an expert food blogger with Gay Feltation. Desert Guide. Thank you, babe.
4: Thank That's you. Right. Talk to you soon. Read all right. about it at gaydesertguide.com. I'll be Where, posting
8: yeah. to, uh,
7: today. Good. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Uh, Daniel Meyer, Deputy Director of Aviation, Marketing, and Air Service for Palm Springs International Airport. So, a lot of people were really asked, why is Palm Springs growing in the middle of a pandemic? Well, the easy answer is, it's leisure traffic that's been uh, returning since the big downturn from the start of the pandemic. and. Reason is people are willing to go to outdoor spaces, which Palm Springs has plenty of that to offer. They can be outside; it's warm. They can feel safe. They can spread out and be socially distanced here. So Palm Springs is one of the one of the uh, few destinations that's seeing a lot of really good growth here.
3: Well, uh, since the start of the pandemic, I can say for almost every airline here that our main focus has been cleanliness and making sure that every plane has been sanitized so every passenger feels safe and they feel very clean on their way from the start of checking in to getting onto the aircraft and getting here and there.
7: It's really important to fly local for the growth and expansion of our airport. Um, If we want to continue to see this airport grow we have to do something different than any other airport and I think the outdoor experience at Palm Springs is probably the most unique thing. I have several of my friends fly in and say this isn't an airport this is an outdoor mall and that's because of our outdoor experience so um really that is what's truly unique for us here um in addition we just give a really small town vibe when people fly out of palm springs and that way we can give an intimate experience for the guests so that they don't feel like a big mass group going through to an airport that we're just um, kind of a small family here
4: Daniel Meyer, welcome to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, and really, welcome to Palm Springs. You are a newbie to our fair city, correct?
7: Yes, I am. Thank you. Uh, My partner, Dave, and I just moved down here uh, in October of last year, actually. From where? Uh, Las Vegas.
4: And what's the airport code in Las Vegas? (laughs) (laughs) L.A.S. And Palm Springs? PSP. <laughs> All right. So now that if you've he passed- doesn't know, we're in big trouble. Right? <laughs> that's what I, That's why I thought if he passes this test, we can continue the interview. Oh, Daniel, would gosh, you- what I passed. <laughs> we, we just saw the uh the the video that the Palm Springs Bureau of Tourism did, and you know we're talking about we are Palm Springs with uh, locals shopping local and eating local, but now we want to talk about flying local. Okay. So tell us. Um, you know, why it's important for people to fly in and out of Palm Springs rather than a distant airport like Ontario or uh, or even LAX?
7: <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think you can put a, a quite long lines why it's important to eat local and shop locally. You know, just like having your local businesses in, you know, Coachella Valley that need support, your local airport functions just the same way. Um, You know, if people don't use our airport and they drive to Ontario or LAX, as you you mentioned, you know, the airlines will realize, hey, I don't need to fly to Palm Springs, because they're going to drive over here and I'm going to serve them there. So if we want to have service at our airport and we need to grow our airport, then people need to fly locally.
4: And we've got some uh, really great routes now. We've uh, added Southwest Airlines, which we were really excited about. Um, how's that Fort Lauderdale flight coming? What's going on with our Fort Lauderdale flight?
7: Yeah, so JetBlue announced new service to Fort Lauderdale last year. Um, its launch has been delayed multiple okay. times due to COVID. So right now it's set to fly in April. It's also only going to be a seasonal route. You know, a lot of our, our service this seasonal because it coincides with our tourist season that we have. I know the locals were all very familiar with that, um, and it was supposed to end after April. So right now, the April flights are still on the schedule. Um, I think depending on what's going on with COVID, you know, the, the impacts how it impacts demand, we'll see if it flies, and they may end up just having to delay it and just try again next season.
4: All right, what new routes might we look forward to? Any hints, or you know, like first, uh, you know, you heard it here first for us. Spill the tea. <laughs> Come on! Come on! If
7: I even had any tea to spill, I mean, spill the jet fuel.
4: No, don't do that. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Okay. So is is Larry Air is Larry Air going to be flying in and out of Palm Springs soon? Well, only if Moira is their spokesperson.
2: (laughs) Oh, we would love that. You know, I've lived here twenty-two years and have been a comedian, right? So. I spend a lot of time on airplanes. In fact, our next guest, Ron Oden, I got to know him on the little hopper between Palm Springs and L.A. because you always had to take the hopper to get anywhere. Uh-huh. So I'm going to give you a little trivia question. Okay. What used to be in the center of the outdoor area in Palm Springs until
7: 9-11? Uh-huh. golf course.
2: It was a putt-putt golf course. Oh,
7: you are Oh, my gosh, I loved
2: it so much. And I don't even have the lesbian putt-putt golf gene. Uh. But after 9-11, they took it away because they decided that the golf clubs were weapons. Oh, gee. Daniel, thank you so much for hanging out with us this morning. I'm looking forward to getting on a plane again soon, someday, I hope.
7: Yes, well, come on out. We are here. Flights are going. People are flying. So, you know, let me know when you're when you're at the airport and we'll grab a cup of coffee or something together. Sounds good. Thanks, and we're gonna Jared be Keller. we're
1: gonna be looking up and wondering where people are coming from. Yes, definitely.
7: <laughs> Thank you
1: we'll so much, Daniel. Have
2: a good day, guys. Welcome, welcome, Ron Odin. Oh my gosh, we're so glad to see you on the show. Yeah,
0: it's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much.
2: Yes. Well, I was just saying we have a a, we had a gentleman on uh, from the airport before you. And I was saying that although I saw you while you were mayor, I was a resident here at the time um, where I saw you the most was on that little hopper from Palm Springs to L.A. and L.A. to Palm Springs. And uh, time after time, I would be going to Europe, but you would be on the hopper to Palm Springs to L.A. <laughs> and then 10 days later, I'd be coming home from Europe, and you were on the hopper from L.A. to Palm Springs.
0: Yes, yeah, I I was a busy guy in those days.
2: Yes, you were. What are you doing with yourself now?
0: Um, actually, I'm living a very quiet life, uh, with my granddaughters.
2: Oh, how Ron, fun.
4: we should mention that Ron is the former mayor of Palm Springs. Um, Ron, you
0: were uh, in the city council and, uh, you were mayor. What years was that early two thousands, right? Yes. I, I became mayor in 2003, Three. Uh, um, from 2003 to 2007, but I was on the council nine years prior to becoming mayor. Wow. And, and a,
1: a lot of people don't know this uh, if they're new to the show or new to the area. But you did make worldwide headlines when you became the mayor of Palm Springs. Tell our audience why you were uh, on the on the cover of everything.
0: <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but um, I wasn't so surprised by the state stuff. But the national and international really kind of took my breath away. Um, the response was overwhelming.
2: Well, the issue was, and you were mentioning the other day that there now there's a little argument about it, but you were the first out gay mayor in the United States, an out black gay mayor. And then is there somebody trying to take your
0: crown? <laughs> some- look, look. <laughs> play enough crowds to go around <laughs> here's what happened um in new jersey and i think it was trenton uh, and i can't remember his name because we've met on several occasions but he became mayor and it was before me but at the time they had only a council and they had what we have now i see the ro- so you, he wasn't elected as mayor he was elected to council and huh. he became mayor okay the difference this when i i was elected as mayor and served only as mayor. There was no rotating. Right. And, um, and and that's the distinction.
2: Okay, well, I'd go for that distinction. You were the first elected. Yes. Out black, yeah. gay, mayor with 10 feet, 10 toes, and 10 fingers, and whatever subcategory of subcategory of fame this all comes down to.
1: I was yes. on your Wikipedia, and and uh, one of the things that they, you're doing now as a, a semi-retired,
0: is well, I, I thought I was retired, hmm? uh, I, yeah, yes, uh, <laughs> but then you know life changes and um, I gained custody of my granddaughters and I was always involved in their lives, um, but it just it just changed at that point when they you know I took complete custody of them. How old are they now? Ha, the oldest one just turned 21 on, uh, the, on the 18th. Okay. And the youngest one is in Palm Springs High School, she's 15.
2: How exciting. I always that's thought I was gonna have some kids. I'm jealous of the gays that one way or another managed to have that opportunity. It must be just a bright light for you now. And
0: you know what? It's, that's, that's what's so different for young people today. Uh, They have so many options that weren't available to the LGBTQ community years ago. Yeah. Uh, They can create their own families. I mean, just, just the idea that you can grow up and marry the person that you love. Right. You know, uh, that was not an option.
2: <laughs> you know, what's funny is I find that there are these, there's the generation that's a bit older than I am. I'm 57 or will be TikTok any minute. Um, the generation before me had inadvertent children, right? They thought they had to get married, right? And so a lot of the seniors have grown kids because they tried getting married and playing by the rules first, right? And then my generation didn't really do that, and now the generation after me knows they can have kids. They plan their kids inside of their yeah. gay families with their spouses and and all of that. So it, it's a blessing.
0: And and you know, and and, and the thing is. At this point in your life, to, to have family, it's so it's such a blessing. It's How do you real- feel about the young generation
1: that's coming up? I, I know this past summer, uh, we were out at, uh, at the park with um, BLM and that amazing Palm Springs March put on by high school kids. What do you, you know, you're teaching at College of the Desert and you, you're raising... <laughs> young people what do you think about this generation
0: well i think that they if there's any hope for this country it's with them it is no question i mean these old heads um have poisoned so many of these young people today um you know i just remember seeing that situation in North Carolina where they, where, they were, where they were marching, all these young white men saying the Jews will not replace us. And you know, it just broke my heart You know, to think, where are their fathers saying, boy, what is wrong with you? What are you doing out there in the street saying this kind of foolishness? Somebody taught them that. And it was disappointing to see that they were young men yeah Mm.
2: you just don't expect that well and do you feel like you know i think a lot of people in our generation and beyond are like those kids are changing everything this isn't like it used to be and and then actually i think having real interaction with kids instead of just judging them as a community It opens you up to realize they are changing the world. It's their job to change the world. We are supposed to, we're supposed to be uncomfortable with it a little bit, but shut up, man. Stand (laughs) behind
0: them. Every generation is uncomfortable with the change. And I don't think we realize how conservative we were until we began to get some of this stuff. But, you know, the, the, the more of the gray hair you get, the more you realize that you yeah, don't want to change that much. But in reality, the more you can adapt, the better it will be.
2: That is the truth.
4: Ron, I want to talk you know this is Black History Month. We're ending the month of February here, and um, y- y- there's uh, I know this weekend there's a uh, caravan through African American history on Saturday in uh, in the neighborhood that uh, that you live in, I believe. Yeah. Um, what have you seen in terms of the change for uh, for blacks living in Palm Springs over the years?
0: There's so many. There are so many, but the one that um, stands out to me. um, I started teaching out at College of the Desert back in 1989 or 90. And and in those days. I didn't see hardly any faces from the community or from the city that I knew. Mm -hmm. But Before we had the pandemic, I could walk out of my classroom and even long before that, uh, when I was director of student activities out at the college, I could walk out of my office and no matter what direction I looked into, I saw faces of people from the community that I knew. Hmm. And so that's, that's one of the changes. And I think the, you know, certainly there are more people on boards and commissions today and in reality, the oldest neighborhood association in the city of Palm Springs is from the desert highland gateway Estates community. Yes, they, indeed. they have been meeting long before we had a neighborhood association.
2: Well they were the first organized neighborhood 20 25 years before any other neighborhood made themselves, no themselves a neighborhood. Yeah. No and they question. had to to protect themselves.
0: Yes, and to establish direct communications with the city. Right. See, yeah. but yeah. because the and that was out of need.
2: Mm-hmm. It's funny how many years the neighborhood's association was together before they acknowledged it or even realized I think it just is not realizing I, I, yeah anyway yeah. it's amazing yeah. now that piece of history is inside the story finally yes yeah. ron thank you so much for coming on with us i love seeing your face i'm well, so have you on again. i
0: love seeing yours it's it's so good to see you and pardon me for looking down because i'm trying to look into your faces <laughs> no it's okay
2: somebody's been the next guest has texted me 25 times during your segment so i'm looking down too i apologize if bl- i didn't seem attentive and
0: believe me I was waiting patiently. Very. Thank very you. Patiently. She has hey Ron, not waited patiently. Very good to see you again.
2: Right. Thank you
4: so much for joining Take us. Take
2: care. All right. thanks, you, Ron. Dry, everyone. Next, please welcome Rebecca Rizzo with the red hair. And we say that because that's what we think about when we see her. She has a passion for the Coachella Valley and wants to help with the economic development and expansion. Welcome, Rebecca.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Shan. I'm so excited to be here today, so I appreciate it.
1: And the red hair has lived up to the legend.
3: Thank you. Yes, it's funny because even when I have to wear the masks, people will go, That's Rebecca. I'm like, I don't <laughs> <need> to- <laughs>
4: like nope. <laughs> Driving down the road, there's this big red, you know, halo around you and people point and say, there's Rebecca. Rebecca, you're with the Greater Coachella Valley Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we're members at Gate Desert Guide. You and I have worked together uh, for a number of years through the chamber. Um, how are things going for your chamber members, which encompass the entire valley?
3: Um, it's actually really good. There's a lot of what's happening is there was kind of like this um shift obviously we're all going through and we're now starting to feel this awakening Mm -hmm. taking place um there is a lot more um because people are really trying to figure out how are they going to connect with each other how are we going to engage each other and actually make it something that's fulfilling um we're doing quite a bit of different interactive like networking of opportunities we're doing face-to-face and we're also doing virtually and what we're finding is both are filling up We've got two different types of folks. We've got a lot of folks that are moving in from LA, um, maybe that haven't completely settled. um, And so they're still doing a lot of virtual commuting and they like the virtual events. Then we have a lot of folks who are regulars who have always been involved, um, who miss that face to face. So there's a change, there's a very interesting shift going on. There's a lot of collaboration happening too. So the year of 2021 is all about collaboration. I'm in the middle of creating a a virtual mixer that's going to incorporate um, a chamber out in San Diego. Um, We are working with a lot of the cities to make sure we give out the PPEs. Um, We're really just trying to be that resource for the businesses. So whatever it is they need, um, we're available. And we are seeing a lot more engagement and very different. So it's everybody wants to get involved in the community and they want to give back. That's actually different than what I've seen before.
2: Yeah. Well, we know you've been really focused on the PPE and, and distributing that. You did some of that yesterday. Tell us how that how you're doing it, where you're doing it.
3: Yeah, well, um, so what we've done is um, the Coachella Valley Economic Partnership quickly. Um, there was a tax force developed um, when everything happened, and um, Coachella Economic Partnership really helped out by making sure they secured a lot of the PPE. Well, unfortunately, we have all this great PPE, and it's really hard to get it out to everybody. And so what we've decided to do was we're opening up our chamber offices, mm-hmm. and we are blasting it out there. And basically, anybody who is a business that's here in the Coachella Valley is able to come and pick up ppe supplies and all the cities have them so i'm actually scheduling one for next week again in cathedral city in the afternoon Um, and then i'll also be doing desert hot springs as well i'm going to be working with the city there that distribution i had one at the find um food now bank but um i want to actually do it at the city so it's a little bit more um, you know involved in the whole central so yeah, it's it's pretty exciting because we had a lot of really cool businesses, ones you wouldn't normally see, a lot of daycares came out and got the supplies they needed. A lot of nonprofits came out and got the supplies they needed. So it's it's really nice and they're very appreciative. You know, so you, that's what i have experienced.
2: You are a monster resource, monster uh, a networker and all of that and as I was starting to try and figure out how to find Businesses owned by people in the Coachella Valley, you turned over to me a resource that I didn't even know, which is the the African American Chamber of Commerce.
3: Brad, did you even know
2: that existed?
4: I didn't know that. No,
3: no, totally amazing. Well, I will tell you something. I'm going to say something, and I'm going to do a shout out for all the chambers in our valley. Okay, we are an exceptional region because we have award winning chambers in one region where most of the most of them are all spread out, it's hit and miss, you know, they're so far away, but we are incredibly blessed because we have a huge resource with all of our chambers because yes, we're Greater Patella Valley Chamber of Commerce, we're the regional chamber, but we have a lot of local chambers that are focused on their sweet spot, on the things that are important within their cities and each one of our cities are so incredibly different and the needs of each one of the consumers and the business owners are so different. So we have a huge advantage. We do have the um, LGBT chamber too, which is the DBA, which is amazing. We've got the African-American chamber. There's also a couple Hispanic chambers too that are here. So really we want to make sure we collaborate with everybody. Um, and so when you called me and you were looking for um, resources, that was the first thing I thought of was, okay, what can I do to help you help the businesses?
2: And it is about connecting and making that conversation happen. I'm Uh, you know, that chamber has to work with other chambers in order for that to be a benefit for everybody. And so I thank you for making that connection for us.
4: Rebecca, you, uh, Greater Coachella Valley uh, chamber actually sprung from about what, four or five uh, uh, smaller chambers. So it was India
3: looking to Coachella. We had to go to each one of those member, um, most of those memberships and ask them, look, we work for you. This this organization is here for you as a resource. Here's what we have in mind. Here is what we think the benefits were, but we need you to vote. Wow. So out of all the members that we pulled, we only had maybe seven that were apprehensive about doing the join. But soon after, many of those who were against it originally actually joined our chamber and became board members.
1: And how could they not be won over by you and your enthusiasm. I mean, I, speaking as a curmudgeon and stick in the mud, <laughs> I'm excited.
4: Thank you so much for joining us today on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Really appreciate it. Love working with you and love what the Greater Coachella Valley Chamber does for the entire Greater Coachella Valley.
2: Thanks thank for bringing you. your energy.
3: Thank and you. And your red I hair. Can't absolutely you guys really yeah go forth spread your happy that's what it's about making those connections so thank you so much for the opportunity bye honey bye
4: we are ending the month of february with lots going on in greater palm springs and we are covering it all on gay my blog the this week and i love gay palm springs blog is covering it all. Let me go through briefly some of the great things that you can do in Palm Springs this weekend. Um, I got noticed that our G A Y great autos of yesteryear, gay car club will be meeting on Friday, this February the 26th uh, to help kick off the 70th Palm Springs, exotic car auction from McCormick's McCormick is doing that. And John, you and I might want to walk down there this uh, this Friday to later on today or somewhere over the weekend. Friday. Um, so, yeah, it's open um, for the locals to
1: to for walk for free in, yeah uh, yeah.
4: Saturday and Sunday, fifteen dollars a piece, twenty-five dollars for both days. Cars started, you know, around three thousand dollars. There's even some that are upward of a quarter of a million dollars. Great cars, always on auction at McCormick's, and uh, we are really looking forward to that event. Also, in this week's blog, uh, Charles Drabkins got that review of King's Highway. We just heard from Charles a few minutes ago. As we wrap up Black History Month, a couple of things happening: Brothers of the Desert with the Black. Gay film directors showcase this weekend, um, and uh, and then there's a uh, the caravan we mentioned as well on Saturday, February the twenty seventh through the uh, the neighborhoods. Um, Lawrence Crossley was one of the land developers and city planners, uh, renowned renowned architect Paul R. Williams. Some of his works are in that neighborhood as well. That's called the Desert Highland Gateway Estates. Uh, First Baptist Church up there and everything else. So. Lots happening this weekend for the end of Black History Month. Uh, this uh, Friday, today, if you're watching this on our uh, Facebook Live or on out at TV, uh, Boucher hosting a fundraiser for the Palm Springs Gay Men's Chorus. It's a wine tasting and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be on Zoom. You get your little kit beforehand. We partner with the Met Event. It's part of the Gay Desert Guide Fun and Games Department. And this week, it's Scandals and Secrets of the Metropolitan Museum. There's also some other fun ones coming up on Sunday. Queer Music, From Schubert to Sylvester. That's quite a, that's quite a range. Modernism Week online experience ends this weekend. We've had Modernism Week uh, all month of February, and then it comes back again in April, and we're hoping that some of the uh, in-person events can happen as well. Shan's doing a uh, big gay March Gladness game night on Friday, March the 5th at 6 p.m. That's, uh, I think, $5 to get in on that one, should be fun. And we're also looking ahead to Bloom in the Desert Ministries, their big fundraiser. the 12th annual Spring Fling with the theme Blooming Together. That's a week from Friday, March the 5th. We just got word that the Living Desert Zoo and Gardens will be having their wild lights in the spring. So uh, no Santa Claus, but they'll have some spring kind of activities. That starts on March the 15th. Club Skirts Dinah Shore Weekend is now going to be officially in late September and early October. And um, even though this hasn't really been announced, both the Fashion Week and the uh, Palm uh, Palm Desert Food and Wine Festival put on by Palm Springs Life will not be happening this year. All right, that's a look at what's going on this week in I Love Gay Palm Springs. You can find out all about it when you check out the blog and check out our social media pages at Gay Desert Guide.
2: Thanks for playing with us this week at I Love Gay Palm Springs.
0: For info on this week's topics, go to GayDesertGuide.com and join the Oasis Insiders Club. Each week, you'll get the Gay Desert Guide this week in I Love Gay Palm Springs newsletter with news, community events, and hot deals. I Love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, Shan Carr, and Brad Furr. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Listen on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get podcasts.